I'm Andrea Hope, and this is To Mother. Episode 27, Junior Youth Groups. Hi, this is Andrea Hope. I'm a Baha'i mom, a wife, a poet, among many other things. And this is my podcast, To Mother, where I share my recommendations and insights about parenting with purpose in the modern world. So I share some quotes from the Baha'i writings that inspire me, some practical tips and resources, and sometimes my poetry. So if you have listened to the podcast, then you probably noticed that I haven't recorded in a few weeks and it's been bugging me. It's been on my mind so strongly that I need to get my neck episode out but it has just been bananas for me like in terms of my personal life just a lot of crisis and victory so I think my next episode is going to be about crisis and victory as a mom (laughs) but I wanted to finish up these like age groups of children so I'll do junior youth groups and then actually no then I'll do teens and then we can uh, talk about crisis and victory but yeah I want to say long story short but whoa it's (laughs) I don't know how short I can make it but yeah essentially we came to the United States for a month to visit and since that time I've gotten so many confirmations from God that we're supposed to be in the United States right now it's been really incredible how things have worked out so I've been offered a job a couple weeks after we came which I had not applied for I was someone who saw my efforts on social media and who is a longtime family friend and was starting a nonprofit organization so I'll be really excited to tell you more about that organization once um, I start working and we start producing projects. Uh, On top of that, someone discussed with me about homefront pioneering in the U.S. and getting support to settle somewhere from the Regional Baha'i Council. So we're in the works with that right now. And we had to basically talk to an immigration lawyer who recommended that it was better for us to stay and get a change of status for my husband than for us to try and go back to Poland and then come back with me having a job because then it's like, well, obviously you're intending to stay, so it's a different visa process. So when we were going to come, Marching was going to come on a visa waiver, but he wasn't allowed to, so we had to apply for a B2 visa, which we got emergency like 24 hours. And because he had that B2 visa, which we didn't plan, which was so stressful for us, that's why he's eligible to stay and change his status while I pursue like this job. So yeah, it was just a lot of amazing things. And then the place that it was suggested that we Homefront Pioneer to is actually the last community that my great-grandmother served in. So we never served in that community together because I was serving at the Baha'i World Center when she was in PG County in Maryland. But of course I visited her and that was the last community where she hosted gatherings and things like that. So if you don't know, I was really close to my great-grandmother. She taught me the faith. And usually when I come to the United States, I spend a a lot of time visiting her and so this is my first time being in the United States since she passed away which is you know definitely its own struggle and so it's just so be- beautiful to think that we could serve in the community where she served in the cluster where she served and I just feel like you know she's watching over me and a lot of these confirmations are coming from her being my spiritual guide. So that's long, beautiful story short. (laughs) If you want to hear more about it, you're welcome to email me or uh, contact me. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to say. So the best way to get in touch with me right now is definitely through Facebook, either through the To Mother 
page that I have or through my personal Andrea Hope Facebook page because I'm not really using Instagram. Yeah, I get overwhelmed with all of the options for apps and social media and things like that. So I decided I'm really going to focus on my Etsy shop and my Facebook presence and then the rest of it. Maybe that will develop over time or I'll be able to get someone to social media manage it. But if you want to get in touch, please find me on Facebook or email me at info at andreahope.org. But back into the subject of this episode, yeah, we're talking about junior youth group. And it was funny because Mallory, who has been on a couple episodes with me, her and I were talking about how we both really struggle with this age group. And I think for me, it's because there's a lot about social relationships and lingo and things like that. And when I was young, I was never cool and I didn't want to be cool. I mean, in my group of friends, I was chill, (laughs) but I was in IB into international baccalaureate program. And so I think I was more considered maybe one of the nerdy kids and um, I'm okay with that. Or I was always considered artsy. So there's a lot of like lingo and culture and friendship based things that come around being a junior youth that I didn't really understand or fit into when I was that age and even now I'm kind of like I'm okay to be outside of that I was a theater kid (laughs) you know as a religious person but I talked to my husband who's actually really great with junior youth I didn't want to just share my experience like I said, having a struggle with this age group. And I think, you know, this is the beauty of consultation, of gathering your resources and speaking to others and being able to draw upon their lessons as well. So the quote that I chose really reflects the time period of youth, which junior youth are preparing for. And it's a prayer by Abdu'l-Bahá. O Lord, make this youth radiant and confer thy bounty upon this poor creature. Bestow upon him knowledge, grant him added strength at the break of every morn, and guard him within the shelter of thy protection, so that he may be freed from error, may devote himself to the service of thy cause, may guide the wayward, lead the hapless, free the captives, and awaken the heedless, that all may be blessed with thy remembrance and praise. Thou art the mighty and the powerful. And again, O Lord, make this youth radiant and confer thy bounty upon this poor creature. Bestow upon him knowledge, grant him added strength at the break of every morn, and guard him within the shelter of thy protection, so that he may be freed from error, may devote himself to the service of thy cause may guide the wayward, lead the hapless, free the captives, and awaken the heedless, that all may be blessed with thy remembrance and praise. Thou art the mighty and the powerful. So I think this really gives insight into, obviously, how we want to pray for our youth and our junior youth, but also what's needed at that time period. So I'm really attracted to this concept about knowledge, added strength at the break of each morn, and uh, protection, and devoting themselves to service. It's both a prayer and uh, insight into what is important during youth. 
So, you know, building on your knowledge, the beauty of the junior youth age group, I think, is there's such a mindset towards justice in this age group of realizing, oh, well, this is fair, this is not fair, or certain people's deeds aren't matching their words. And I feel like you become so attuned to that in that age group of a junior youth and then added strength at the break of every morn. I was just, it was kind of funny to me because I was thinking about how there's this, (laughs) there's this trend that junior youth really like to sleep in, (laughs) you know, and they won't get up if they don't need to kind of things. And I see that in my nieces as well. They need their extra rest, but their body is going through a lot of changes at that time. So it makes sense emotionally and really physically, they're going through a lot of changes. So it makes sense to me that they'll need added strength at the break of each morning and that we have to be conscious of that as well. They're going through so much that they don't understand that is new for them and that needs to be assisted and guided and they should be able to openly talk about that and they should be able to rest more if they need to rest more of course they have to finish their homework and they have to do their responsibilities but i think you know sleep and added rest i have no problem with those things (laughs) and then guard them in the shelter of thy protection also focusing on this period of being close to god and close to the faith and what that looks like in a way that is steadfast and encouraging but not forcing i think a lot of us as parents struggle with that well how do i cultivate a relationship between my junior youth and god that is encouraging but isn't forcing them or they don't feel like they're doing it just to please me i know that was an issue that my mom had when i was so close to my great-grandmother was that, oh, she didn't want me to do things just because I was trying to please my great-grandmother and I had to really come into it myself because this age is right before you decide whether you want to declare and be a Baha'i and you reach maturity at 15 in the Baha'i faith. So it's really important these years for a child's spiritual development to be able to make that decision when they're 15 of what they want to do. And so so much of my learning in the faith about building relationships with other people have been through the relationship that I built. So if I have a really strong relationship with God and with the Baha'i faith, regardless of whether I'm trying to directly teach that to someone else, it's naturally going to come up in conversation. It's going to be shown to other people in the way that I act and the things that I do. And then my motivation for having my children learn about that is the benefit that it has had to me in my life and the way that it helps me. And that's what I want to convey to children. My nieces, for instance, are junior youth age, and I want them to see this is what grounds me. And of course, if it's something that's been so helpful, important to me, I want to share it with you. But I'm not sharing it with you because I feel like, well, if you don't do it, then there's something wrong with you or that you have to do it. But I'm sharing it with you because it's been so impactful to me and when you start to have those questions of how do I maintain hope and how do I reach for my goal and how do I deal with so many of the ills that are coming to the forefront in American society like this is the way that I've been able to deal with that and I want to be able to openly share that and then um, of course a big part of that naturally goes into service and service to the cause of service to humankind 
So those are some of my reflections on this quote about youth. And when I talked to my husband about, you know, how he deals with junior youth groups and what advice would he give, he said that it's really important for him to encourage ownership of the members of the group so that they feel that this is their group or responsibility that they want to have. So if he's in a situation where people are not attending or they're not focused, instead of to put it on respect as a teacher, because I think that's often what would happen where you say, okay, well, I'm the animator and I need you all to be quiet or like show respect or whatever like that, that can naturally happen. But to really focus on why are they there and have you created a group that encourages them to have ownership of it? So do they understand why they're there? Um, do they place value in being there? Because if the questions to those are no, if they're just there because their parents want them to be there or they have other motivations, uh, you can still work with that, I guess. But it's important to know because that's going to change the dynamics of the group. And then even within the group, having those conversations. Well, how do we want to speak to each other? And what do we want to do when issues or challenges come up? Or how do we want to spend our time together socially outside of the group? Or we want to name our group or anything like that. So anything that encourages the junior youth to take ownership of the group and of their commitment to attending so if you have some ideas of how you can encourage ownership of a junior youth group, please, please contact me because I would love to come to this topic again and give more practical ideas for encouraging ownership. For my resource this week, I'm going to talk about the Pass It On Service Journal. And I found this at the U.S. Baha'i Bookstore. It's by Alahe Boss. Um, from Plant Love Grow, which we've talked about, I think, in previous episodes. There's a website that has a lot of resources. So this journal is, I'll read the description, is a way to create a snowball effect when it comes to service. The service journal reminds and encourages us to pass it on. When you write about your service in the journal and then pass it on to someone else, you inspire them by your actions. The service journal encourages everyone to challenge themselves in doing creative and heartfelt service for others. Service is giving someone a gift without realizing that you're getting a bigger one in return. Service promotes compassion, self-esteem, and encourages a sense of purpose directed towards helping others. Directed towards helping others. This journal would be a wonderful gift for junior youth and youth. Well, that's great because we're talking about junior youth, and I agree. Um, It's a wonderful idea to have a collective journal about service and I really wanted to highlight it during this time when many of us are still staying at home uh, and, and safer at home. Some of us are starting to go back to school and open up more and things like that but I think this idea to write something in it and then pass it on, maybe junior youths could mail it to each other or if they are in the neighborhood, they could safely, you know, drop it off at the porch of the neighbor and even include a little treat or something that they made or a sticker or something like that uh, to stay connected. But I really like this idea of thinking about given the circumstances the ways that we can continue to serve. And I think one of my struggles also was a junior youth was being one of the only Baha'is around my age group, definitely the only Baha'i in my school. You are looking kind of for your community and to feel that you 
in a sense, fit in. I remember that that age looking for books about the faith and the library and the bookstores and things like that and trying to feel that sense of identity. So I like this idea of building community around service. So yeah, that is my resource and my quote for the week. And I am going to end, which I haven't done in a while, and get back to it on one of my poems. So thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out if you can. Be patient with me. I'm a mom of two kids under two. Oh, Azalea's birthday was yesterday. So she's officially two. So I can't say two kids under two anymore. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm going to end with a poem. And thank you for spending your time with me. The poem that I chose, it is a poem that I wrote called Blessings in the Rain. And I really like the rain in general. I love thunderstorms. But there's also this symbolism of the rain being cleansing and giving opportunity for reflection and for growth. And I think that this is quite relevant. Blessings in the Rain by Andrea Hope. I get blessings in the rain. And I never ask how much. Sometimes kissed softly by his mist, often he sends drip, drip, drip drops of love. Or rain down a shower just in time to blend in with my tears. But I've become partial to the thunderstorm. A little click, click, clack, and little children run in fear. And lay on mama's tummy, knowing their safe haven once and always will be here. Tell the dogs to come inside. They'll sleep like kings with us tonight. And quarreling lovers find warm covers are really no place for a fight. Cancel business meetings in the office and on the corner too. The sky is just too gray. It begs for our escape. Clouds burst open with a purpose, taking out lights and TV sets, hoping those three candles we save will bring us all into one room. Sometimes our only family moments come from heaven's heavy dew, a little click and boom. Some see the pouring as a warning, but I will gladly walk home drenched to be washed anew by subtle blue, drops that breathe new life into dry bones and coarse hands. So when all our work is done, I know joy and fun lay with the sun, but I get blessings in the rain. To Mother is an individual initiative and provides only the personal reflections and insights of its creator. That's me. For more information about the Baha'i faith, including access to the official writings and contacts for Baha'is in your community, please visit Baha'i.org.